This is this is it's so almost, weird. Oh. This is the weirdest. I've we've had so many callers <laughs> yeah. on Dear Shandy. He's really hung up on. And I too. when I saw you, I was like, oh, this is gonna be. You just seem like a. But not, this isn't gonna be weird. <laughs> this is this is the weirdest call we've ever had. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing good. Uh. You seem to be a little rough. <laughs> I'm rough a little. The mouth. I'm a little frazzled. I walked in the door ten minutes ago, coming straight from a dentist appointment where I got a filling done. But I think it sort of shocked everyone. Like it was one of those ones that, from the surface, he was like, "Yeah, we we should fill that." And then when we got in there, like when he got in there, he was like, "Oh, this is actually like a monster." <laughs> It was so extreme that by the time I left, like even the receptionist was like, wow, like that, that took a really long time. Like everyone was talking about how long I was in there for. It's really amazing considering probably they see some really bad stuff in there. Yeah. Maybe they were just trying to make me feel, I don't know, seen for what I'd gone through. I don't know. <laughs> make you feel special. Yeah. But I'm still numb. Like the bottom yeah. corner of my face is, uh, is not all there. So, but I, I ran it past you, Andy, right yeah. after I left, I you said, good. can you still understand? Understand me, and you said yes. Yeah, it's not affecting speech. You look beautiful, <laughs> oh. and uh, I think we're good to go. Uh, anyway, it's caller day, and we couldn't possibly cancel on a caller, like numb in the face or not, because it's no. very important. Yes. And we are joined today by a lovely caller named Riley. Riley, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my God, she has a cat mug. <laughs> okay, Riley, yeah. do you mind giving us your age, the age of the person in question? I believe there was one, your city or region, whatever you're comfortable sharing and your story, please. Yes. So I am 28. Uh, my boyfriend is 29. Um, I live in New York, Long Island now. I used to live in Manhattan, Brooklyn, all those areas. Um, and yeah, so we met when I was 21. He was 22 through mutual friends, different colleges, but uh, mutual friends through those colleges. And we started dating pretty quickly. And then he as he was like graduating college, um, my lease for my apartment was coming up and, um, we'd already been dating for like eight months and there's conflicting stories here, but I thought I said like, you can come live with me for this summer until you figure out like a more permanent solution. Cause it was either that or him go back to where he's from, which is Massachusetts. And then he thought I was like, Oh, just come move into the new apartment I'm moving into. Anyway, he ended up moving in. We like have been living together ever since. And he had gotten a job in finance out of college. He had to take a bunch of tests to start like before he started working and earning money. I was still in school. I had an internship. I was babysitting. I was like fortunate enough to have my parents be paying rent for me and giving me a little bit of like an allowance every month. Um, and then he passed those tests started working, but it was like a commission based job. So he wasn't making money like at all. I was like losing money from commuting to Jersey and like doing all this stuff. And to be a financial advisor, like you need connections, you need people to advise. And so he relied on my family. The cat just jumped to, uh, <laughs> I have to narrate that to explain Andy's face expression. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> I, had, I was afraid this was going to be a problem. Um, anyway, he kind of utilized my family for connections to like advise friends of my family and whatnot. 
that job sort of like fizzled out. We ended up moving in with my parents for a year-ish. He got a new job that he still does to this day and like loves. And then over like the next couple of years, we moved around a lot. We lived with my parents and we moved to Brooklyn. Then we moved back in with my parents um, with the intention set that like we're going to move back in with my parents to find a place where we don't have to keep moving year to year, like someplace to settle um, I gotta so say, this, this sounds like, exhausting already. Like moving, yeah. <laughs> moving's a pain in the ass. Such a pain in the ass. Um, so so terrible. And we never hired movers, which is like, I'm never doing that again. What ever, <laughs> ever. It's impressive. Is ever, your boyfriend ever, ever. like like? Are you how is he how? a bodybuilder? How do you do that? Yeah. What's going on with that? I don't even know. It, it was just like something we never thought to spend money on because like mm. why? Like we could just do it ourselves. And also we were like we weren't it wasn't a big transfer of like things like we were moving to a state like a different state we were just moving like mm. 25 45 minutes away mm. so still have to, to carry a bed than a couch it doesn't matter if it's uh, i know, I know. <laughs> it mostly my parents doesn't matter if it's like, 10 feet away they sound still... like they're in their 20s <laughs> all right fine yeah, i yeah. could not do what <laughs> yeah, you did yeah, yeah. so i'm impressed <laughs> i'm not doing it again that was like okay. the last time moving here was the last time i'm doing that Good. um Good. And I've made it known. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, in 2019, we were living with my parents, again, with, like, the intention to find a place to settle into. Like, he's been doing great at his job now and was then. And his younger brother was looking for a job. He came to New York. He was living with me, my boyfriend, and my parents, all in my parents' <gasps> house. And then COVID hit, like, oh. two or three months later. So it was a lot, like a lot was happening. Wow. Mind you, like he and I, over these years, our communication wasn't great. We got better, but we were essentially growing up with each other and figuring ourselves out and like our dynamic out. And we're in a good place now. But going back, this is kind of what I had wrote in about. Like when COVID happened and I was like working from home, I had saved a nice amount of money. Like I was doing well, but with all that free time and like not many things to do, like we couldn't go to restaurants. You couldn't like go to a bowling alley. You couldn't go to the movies. I like started purchasing things that were like frivolous. Like I didn't need anything. Oh my God. Um, her cat is, was just in her face. I'm just, I have to narrate this stuff. I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> the cat has been circling her and just like looking straight into the camera. I'm amazed you've been able to focus I, I've on. been missing He's, a few things here and there. I'll be honest with you. It's okay. We can always go back. You can ask as many questions as you want. Um, but more or less, I got myself into a situation with money, with debt, that essentially like my savings was more or less nothing. And over the next two years, like until 2022, I didn't really get it back in order. So I was kind of like going up to like, a, mind you, like this is a small amount in terms of debt. Like mm. we're talking under 10K, like something that I knew I could pay okay. off. Okay, four mm. figures. Yeah, yeah. like, that's, like that's, in terms yeah. of... I know. I think it's. Time, oh, I'm like glad it, you're telling us that because I think it. You know, some people can be like, "Oh, it's you know, it's not a big deal," but then you might hear the number and be like, "Oh, wait, actually." But to know that it's under five figures, yeah. and you said you yeah. have gotten yourself out of it. Yes, and I and I only know, know that it's not that big of an amount because I was always afraid to tell people, and whenever I did, they're like, "That's it." 
Yeah. <laughs> like it, it always made me feel better that it wasn't like tons and tons of money. Anyway, it, it took me a really long time to pay it off because I have this thing about like not talking to people about things that I'm like internally anxious about. Like, like I want to solve it myself before I involve other people. It's just like a part of the way, like the school I was in, like the the area I grew up in, like I just kind of always have this little thing where I need to like prove myself to myself. Mm. For what it's worth too, though, I think that I think a lot of people feel that way about debt. Like they feel a sort of shame about it. And they sort of, as we just said, we had an episode about perfectionism come out today and she said, shame loves secrecy. Mm-hmm. So no. it doesn't mm. really surprise me that you, you know, wanted to keep that on the down low until you felt like you had it yeah. sorted. Yeah. And I was nervous. I mean, in terms of the person I'm with, like he's really come up a lot in terms of finance. Like he really didn't come from a lot of money. He had a lot of student loans to pay off, which like, thankfully I think he's pretty much done. Wow. Um, impressive. Yeah. No. And he's made, yeah, he made that a priority, like wanted to not have to hold on to that for the rest of his life. But like, because of his, financial background like within himself and his own upbringing and then him literally being like a math guy and in finance I think it just put pressure on me that I wasn't really recognizing while I was keeping it a secret until I finally told him and I was like oh my god this is 10 times worse now saying it out loud than I was feeling I I was feeling it's not that bad yeah, I mean, he wasn't happy like at all. It eventually led to us breaking up for a brief period of time. Like he broke up with me over this situation. Andy's face. <laughs> what? I think we're both having kind of. So I, let me get okay. something straight. I have a question. Well, we already have questions. Uh, let me. I may have, the cat may have distracted me. <laughs> but he broke up with you over less than ten thousand dollars of debt that you had. Is that what happened, or am I missing something? No, that is essentially yeah. In a nutshell, can I ask one more question? When you did tell him about the debt, this is while you were still at like peak debt, or after you had paid it off, or like at what point in your no? It was at peak, and he like at first offered to help because he he makes more money than I did at that time, and I again like didn't want anyone's help. I wanted to figure it out on my own, which you did. Yeah, and mind you, he didn't just like break up with me after I told him like I didn't like tell him and then he was like we're done like it happened over a couple of months where like every argument was kind of like eventually going back to the fact that this was happening to me and it was like I I can't trust you I like feel like I can't like I like I worry about your habits and like you're not telling me the full amount or like how much you're paying off And then over time, I think that just replayed and replayed and replayed. And he was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't keep having the same conversation. I can't keep having the same argument. It sounds like he was the one to bring it back to the same conversation. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How do you guys split finances? How did you or do you? I have a lot of questions. Are you still, are you together now or are you <laughs> yeah, not are together? You back to- yeah, yeah. No, okay, okay. We're, so we're how- been together, yeah. Okay, that's good. How do you split finances? What, what goes on with that? So my job, I don't get a lot of money. Um, I did come into a little bit of inheritance when my grandfather passed away. That is all in savings and is invested. And so that's like a money move I really wanted to make. In terms of splitting, he 
pays for a lot of things, but I do my part in other ways. I kind of maintain the household. I take care of the cat. I do a lot of the household chores. I buy groceries. I take care of my own car. I like take care of things that more so involve with me. And I would say like 45, 50% ish of the two of us. Like if we go out to dinner, I always offer to split. Like that doesn't bother me. Or sometimes I pay, like I, I'm trying to like make this as not as complicated as it, as it sounds. If you want like numbers, it's like 60, 40. He's paying 60. I'm paying. 40. Okay. But, but he's in a, like a pretty good finance job, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming he makes significantly more money than you. Yeah. He made right? how, like he makes yeah. way more. So if it's 60, 40, yeah. oh God, you're, yeah. if you're paying six, if it's 60, 40, him to you, What's the ratio mm-hmm. of salary? Like, what's your annual income? Ratio? Without getting, you don't have to give numbers. I don't, you don't but, need to get into the nitty gritty, but like, is yeah. it significantly is more like, than sixty? Is he making double you? Is he double me? Yeah, I mean, probably triple. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right. like That's, working for okay. my dad. Yeah. So, so okay. Why are you not more like? No, I'm. I, I'm having. I'm just honestly. I'm still processing. It. Okay, okay. And like, I, and part of my face is numb, and so I'm. Trying. Okay, I'm gonna take over. <laughs> no, Charlene no, is No, but I do want to bring one thing into the mix before, because like I know that you're upset. Like I can tell, and I'm I, so I'm confused and upset. Okay, I, I have two questions. The first question is, you okay. know, you talked about it for a few months, and then he broke up with you being like, I can't trust you. And then did you get back together and then just stay together after that one breakup or has it been like rocky since? It was rocky for like a good year and a half. And I would say that the last year of our relationship, things have like really set into place and like in a place where I'm like very comfortable and happy. Like it feels very stable. Okay. Um, and we do talk about these things briefly, but I don't, I think like we're both kind of afraid to get really into them just because of the past. And so actually today your relationship is fine? Yeah. Okay. It's so more what's your, or less. What's your question? You know, so like, I'm very aware of like the obvious stress I've caused him and then it causes, comes into the relationship I think I'm just like, like, I want to take the next step. Like I want to get married. I want like, like a more defined, committed relationship. And I feel like he's not going there with me. He won't like, he won't propose. He won't every, every time I've asked like about getting married or whatever, like recently he's giving me like vague answers. It's not, and I don't think he's proposing because we've talked about it. And like, we've been on trips, like there's been plenty of opportunity, but like, like I wrote this, I feel like I'm waiting for a train. Like, you know, the subway, like the time keeps going and going and going. You're like, this train's never fucking coming. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm just going to go upstairs and take take a cab. Like, I don't want to wait anymore for the next step. And I'm just looking for some answer of like, is he committed or not? Am I like driving myself crazy here by like thinking about more, like I need more commitment. And Mm -hmm. I, like, I don't know how it ties in. That's why I was having a hard time coming up with like a, right the right question no i get it and i feel like you feel like uh the the money thing 
maybe has stalled it or caused him to doubt your future together. Yeah. That was the vibe I got from your email, I recall. Like, yeah, because when it you has get married, colored your relationship yeah. since. Okay. His thing yeah. is, like, if we get married and we share finances, like, am I going to be able to trust you? To not like spend so, a shitload of money. Just, just so I understand, yeah. all the money you spent and all the debt you the all the debt is like very <laughs> little. I mean, my question is 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 did any of the money was any of the money you spent or the debt you accumulated related to his finances? Like, did you use his no. credit card or borrow money no, from no. him? No. Okay, I want to add one more thing to the mix here, which is that you kind of helped him out. Well, you and your family helped him out when he wasn't making much money for right. like long stints. It would seem he moved in with you. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if he was, if he was splitting rent with you when he moved in with you. No, no, you're shaking your head. No. Okay. And then you move into your parents' house more than once. At one point, his brother comes and lives in your parents' house with all of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little no, speechless. There's, there's, a lot of pro- <laughs> there's a lot of problems here. I just want to ask, sorry. I know this is ridiculous. So Andy, DearShandy.com is up and running. It sure is. It's my pride and joy. It's beautiful. My baby. You did good. I love that website. And that's why it's so perfect that Squarespace is sponsoring this episode. Because obviously our website's on Squarespace, just like every other website we have. I I don't feel like it's that special that I like Squarespace. (laughs) It's obviously the thing you should like. Yeah. It's the place you should go. Like if you need to start a website, and let's be honest, everyone needs a website. Yeah. Everyone needs a website. It's like, I, we're just the messengers. I don't want this to be the way things are. It's unfortunate, but we were here and yes. let's do it right. And so if you need to make a website, which you do, Squarespace, like that should be your first destination and last, let's be honest, because Squarespace is famous for not only their gorgeous templates, and they have a template for everything, whether you have a podcast or let's say you have any other kind of business, you're selling product, they have a template that is just plug and play. You just put in your own images, your own content, and it instantly looks beautiful. Like it's really just about your images. If you don't, the only reason your website wouldn't look good on Squarespace is because your images aren't good. Squarespace is literally making it far more embarrassing to not have a good looking website. (laughs) so true. Also their features. They have a feature for everything. And I can say this as someone who has so many different types of websites through Squarespace, they're not looking for the same set of features. And Squarespace has you covered no matter what, whether you're selling merch and you need to do an online shop, whether you need scheduling, whether you need to do a mailing list, whether you have a blog, it's endless. You know what Squarespace reminds me of is those futuristic movies where there's like one corporation that does everything. Uh-huh. Like they provide the food, the electricity, <laughs> the water, like entertainment. Yeah. I feel like Squarespace is that of the web. Absolutely. And if you don't believe us, go to DearShanny.com and tell us it's not a beautiful website. Yeah, go I right now. dare you. <laughs> so head to Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to Squarespace.com slash Shandy to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to Squarespace.com slash Shandy for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. <laughs> Is What was the most absolute, just flagrant, um, just ex- exorbitant expenditure you made that that was like, eyebrow raising for him like what was the worst thing you did with money just like like spent too much of it like there i i but what was the thing like what was was there a thing you bought where he's like i can't believe you bought that like what about you no no 
So what were no. you spending the money on? Just like going out with your friends or like but buying like clothes or. Yeah. 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 It was like, honestly, it was all like, like bullshit. I mean, I bought like some nice, I, I worked in interior design for a long time. So I bought like vintage pieces of furniture for like a future home, but that like things I didn't need to spend money on at that uh, point in my life. Okay. I feel like there's something else going on here. I think this, this money okay. thing, I, I know you're framing this with the money. But it's hard for me to believe that this is really all about that because he's making well, three times as much money as you. And he's probably on a trajectory to make 10 times or 50 times as much money as you. And I don't understand why. And you're, and believe me, what you've just explained is not even close to a spending problem or a debt problem. I've seen a hundred times worse, mm. like in, in, mm-hmm. in cases where I'm not even worried, like this is nothing. So my question is. You, I thought the question was going to be about finances. And this question is not about finances. Okay. This question is about why is a guy not proposing to me? Like, why is he stalling? Does he have cold feet? That's This is a cold feet question. And they've been together six, okay. seven years. It's been, it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. So what else is going on in your relationship that's a, that's an issue? There has to be something else. I, I believe that this finance thing is, is just... A red herring. A, a red herring or sort of like... He's using it as like a catalyst. Yeah. A symptom of something else. Yeah. The the symptom I think is coming from his side of like having nothing. And it's like, it's like money. It, it means a lot more than it does to me. Like I grew up not having to worry. Like that wasn't even a conscious thought until I got a job and had to pay rent and had to pay bills for him, it's always been on the forefront of his mind. So I think it has a larger issue. I don't think, I don't know what else there could be. I really don't. So there's no other problems. There's no other problems in your relationship. There's no other bumps in the road, nothing. Honestly, now, no. Back in the day, if you asked me like three, four years ago, I would have been like, yeah, like we, we can't talk. We can't talk about things. But now it's not like that. Like he's gotten older, I think a little bit wiser, not fully wise, but like <laughs> to to a point where we have a nice like ebb and flow and I'm very like happy with it. And I would say that he would say the same. Okay. It's Physically, just this one thing. Everything's good. Physically, no issues. All good. Yeah, okay. like top notch, all good. Yeah. Uh, top notch. Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, very nice. Um, so... <laughs> So this may be like some sort of moral issue he has. Like yeah, it he sounds feels, like it was almost okay. triggering for him. Yeah, like he feels like it's something that he needs to work on because I think he has an extreme sensitivity to money because he needed to rise from nothing to get where he is. And it seems like you have um, not an enormous degree, but some degree of family support. And he mm-hmm. feels like maybe you've just sort of walked into money. It's never been a stressor mm. for you. And he's triggered, as you said, by even a tiny bit of debt or even like you're just like, oh, well, I'm going to spend money, even though I don't know where my next check is coming from. But I don't have to worry about it because maybe my right. family is going to help me out. So that's triggering him. But that's something I, and I don't I don't mean to take it all off of you. But I think that he has to work on this. I think this is his problem. And I don't know. I know that's right. not the answer. That doesn't really help you necessarily. But this is this no, is uh, this is something that is inside him. I have a question, Riley. Uh-huh. When or not when have you ever said, like, are you going to propose? Like, what's our future look like? Where is this going? Have you ever pulled one of those? 
Yeah. I mean, I like, I poke fun at him a lot. Like it, like in instances where it would be convenient to be married. I'm like, Oh, but we're not married. Like, like I, I don't try and do it in like a condescending way. We're very lighthearted with each other, but yeah, like, like a lot of our friends are getting engaged and married and whatever. And, you know, doing the whole husband wife thing. And, and I've brought it up a bunch of times and we've talked about it and it's, it kind of just always comes back to this. Oh, wait, so he, like money thing. he responds by saying, I'm not sure if I can trust you with the money. More or less. Yeah, that, like that's, that's a general. Okay, I have a big problem with that. I have a humongous problem with that. <laughs> I Yeah, I have a medium-sized problem with it. Like, I can understand how, like, with his background, he obviously regards money differently than you. Like, he puts more weight on probably $100 of debt than, you know, someone who has not had to worry about every single dollar. And... And I, and I don't want even to look at her the way she spends money as being like, oh, maybe her parents could help her. It's more like she's always known, even subconsciously, that there's like almost a safety net. So it's mm. almost like that we can't really judge the two of them the same. But I think the crucial thing that he needs to focus on and that he doesn't seem to be focusing on is, A, you were honest with him when you were peak debt, by the way. It's not like you kept it from him and then, yeah. then like quietly paid it off no. on your own. It's not like you relied on him at all. Or used his credit card yeah. like, without him knowing, oh which I've seen. I've seen relationships. Yeah. I've seen people get married after someone used the person's credit card without yeah. telling them and ran it up. I've, Literally. I've seen like they've gotten married after that. I've seen people take the boyfriend's credit card and like go shopping with yeah. it without his go consent. Go nuts. Yes. Nuts. Yes. So that scares me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, yeah, you can imagine him having a reaction to me. I feel like his reaction fits that situation better. It's like you took my credit card without asking me. And that would be a problem. Yes. That would be something that he'd have an absolute right to be angry about and reserve some resentment and and question the the compatibility. Yeah. And the second thing. Can I tell you guys? Oh, sorry. 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 (laughs) I he gave me one of his credit cards. And he often tells me to like use it. And I don't like, like I called him. I was like, Hey, do you need anything from the store? And he's like, Oh no, I'm fine. He's like, but you can use my credit card. And I'm like, I'm uh, not going to use your card. And you, and you never do. I'm buying. If it's a big grocery shop, like 200, $300, I'll split it or like, you know, sell him whatever, or he'll sell me. Like if that's the case, uh, Oh, we're talking like a Costco big shop thing. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like this is this is this so is, weird. Oh. This is the weirdest. I've we've had so many callers <laughs> yeah. on Dear Shandy. Okay, I just really hung up on And I days. when I saw you, I was like, oh, this is gonna be you just seem like a but not this isn't gonna be weird. This is this is the weirdest call we've ever had. <laughs> no. Oh, it no. is. I'm not kidding. And it's not weird like this isn't freakish. This is just such <laughs> yeah. I cannot figure out what the hell is going on with him. Nobody can. That's the problem. Oh, oh, so my dad, my dad has had a conversation with him. His, his dad has asked me, why aren't you guys married? His uncle has asked me, why aren't you guys married? And I'm like, what do you want me to tell you? Uh, oh, what, my God. I'm sorry. I don't want to distress you guys. No, no, no. no I'm, you, I'm, Andy has so much to say that I I'm, I don't want to disrupt your thought process. I, I'm just very upset. Yeah, okay. I, I, I need, let me just get one more. Um, what is his relationship history before you? Um, well, he can't had be much. One, yeah, he had one girlfriend in high school for about like two, three years into college High like school. he was a year older yeah. than her so he's had no he relationship a little bit so he's had really no relationship history like you're it 
two major relationships, including me, and then a little bit of stuff in between. But the major in high school doesn't count. I don't count high school. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Sorry. But what was your relationship history before him? Uh, like pretty much the same. I mean, I'm not a big... I wasn't a big dater. And also the online thing really freaked me out. And I went to pretty much an all girls okay. school because I went to school for art. Um, do you have any fears that there, and I don't, I don't mean to suggest it. I don't think this is happening. I just want to get this out of the way. Do you have any fears that he has any thoughts of infidelity or is there has been any infidelity in the relationship? No, he has okay. like no game. Got it. Nice. <laughs> Lots of money and no game. That's the best partner. <laughs> May like everyone I saw find him, him driving today down the street. Like we, his office is really close to our apartment. And I saw him driving and I was like, where is he going? And I called him just in case. I was like, this guy is going to meet his other girlfriend like midday at lunch. And he's nice. like, I'm going to pay lunch. And I was like, I, I do believe you. <laughs> he's like a car that nobody else can drive. It's a very long winded, stupid story, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just, sorry, just because I want to be super thorough. I said the first thing we have to remember is that she told him at all. She didn't keep it a secret from him. And second of all, she paid it off herself, not relying on him at all and just on her own over time. I got to say, I think two things. First, I think he is using this as something to lord over you. And I don't even know if he's really conscious of the fact that he's doing it, if I'm honest, because I don't know if he's really conscious of how he's been triggered by this. But I that's a really low bar to be willing to lose someone, in my opinion. And I agree with Andy that this needs to be brought to a head and not, I'm sorry to say, in like a lighthearted kind of way yeah that's because that's yeah that's sort of his like he can kind of skirt out of that you know if you're sort of like jokingly like oh if we were married ha ha ha, but we're not i kind of feel like this needs like a sit down like we need to talk Uh, do you want to hear my theory about what's happening because i have a theory but i don't i don't feel super confident about it because it's this is so weird my theory is he's never had a meaningful adult relationship except for you and he is using the finance thing, which he is slightly irritated about, but not in a way that should disrupt your it's relationship. It's been like four years. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not. This is a total. I'm right, red, right? It's been like four years. The finance thing is a red herring. I don't want you to think about Since, it. So how, when did you tell him about the debt? 2020. Okay. Like, so uh, it's been three. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, it's been a couple yes. of years. Doesn't matter. Sorry. If it was a couple of weeks, it wouldn't make a difference. Okay, okay. That's not it. It's that's a red herring. I believe he is using that to mask the fact that he has cold feet about getting married, not necessarily to you, but to anybody mm. right now. I think okay. he's never had, he's never played the fields. He's never experienced dating different people of any, of any meaningful nature. And I think he has cold feet. And I'm not faulting him for that because I had cold feet my whole life until I met. I I, I met Charlene late in life. I had a lot of cold feet episodes with decent caliber partners. I think that's what's happening. And I think he can talk all he wants about your, you know, your irresponsibility with money and whatever he's going to make up. I think that that's just um, his way of creating something that he can hang on to to basically okay. push, to kick down the road, the inevitability 
that he's going to be married and he's never going to be single again. And I'm not saying that he doesn't love you or that you guys don't have a great physical connection and everything's fine. I, I believe your relationship is good, but I think that he's in that sort of permanent, not ready state of the kind of guy who never had a lot of experience with women until he got involved in this long-term relationship. That's my theory. And that's the only theory I have. I have no other theories. Mm-hmm. So if that's not okay. it, I'm I'm lost here because I can't think of another reason why this is happening. Okay. I, Do you want to jump in? Yeah. I, yeah. I just like the one thing I keep coming back to is like, why string it along? Oh, that's what like guys do. No oh, that's pl- what guys do. That's not it, no, though. That, that's not. Don't even ask that. That's okay. what we do. We okay. string along. I'm happy that you said because that. Because you're, okay. you're scared. There are guys who've been in relationships for 50 years because they didn't want to break up. Yeah. Mm. They'd okay. rather do that. They'd rather give their whole life to somebody than actually spend two hours breaking up with them. I've asked, are you waiting for me to break up with you? Like, you've, what is going that. on here? Yeah. Yeah. Like more than once. And he's like, no. Wait, I, it, no dot dot like, like is there no. anything just no i mean i can't remember like the specifics but more or less the answer was like no i'm not waiting for that like i'm just trying to like figure out x y and z which whatever that is finance blah 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 and weddings are expensive and the whole shebang mind you i come from a jewish family like we're paying for the wedding like there's no worry there like i don't i don't i don't know i think i'm just I've set kind of an ultimatum for myself, like at this point, maybe a year, year or two from now, I kind of got to reevaluate my shit. Like I can't, I can't be strung along for forever. You're not getting any disagreement over here. I think that you have, he knows you. You've spent Mm -hmm. the majority of your twenties together. These are like crucial years. And in these years, oftentimes people grow apart. You guys have stuck through it. He knows the person you are. And I find it very, like, it's um, intelligence insulting, I suppose, for mm. him to blame the like the money thing. He can't trust you when you have solved that problem and you were honest about it. And instead, he should be focused on the fact that you were honest and that you you paid it off. You know what I mean? It's like he's focusing on the, the glass half empty side of that instead of the glass half full. And yeah. I'm trying to like I'm just trying to have a soft like I agree with Andy's take, honestly. I'm trying to give him like the utmost benefit of the doubt. Like, let's say this is his thing. This is his Achilles heel. This is the thing that triggers him more than anything. Even then the way back, the way to earn back someone's trust is with time and with action. And you've already been doing that. You're paroled. You're out of, you're gone. You're done. Your, your conviction has been expunged. He doesn't have a case anymore. That's why I'm saying there's gotta be something else. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this, Oof. you're nearing a point in my opinion where like I hate to talk about ultimatums but sometimes they're necessary no she should shit or get off the pot yeah really. you gotta put them against the wall on yeah. this I hate to say it I and I'm also not an ultimatum guy no we both like are really I hesitant yeah, about that I don't like them either yeah no. there's I, I do feel like there are a lot of pressure on men to propose if i if i felt comfortable proposing i would do you think if you were to propose he would say yes oh my god i don't even know i think i once asked him because i had seen that becca propose to thomas and i thought oh that's so cute whatever 
And it got me thinking, I was like, that's like such a smart idea. But I was, I don't know. I asked him, I was like, what if I proposed to you? He's like, well, don't ruin the surprise. And I was like, I'm uh-huh. not. Hmm. He was so, like, he didn't want me to, like, yeah, he made to, ruin, to do that. To ruin the, the surprise that's been cooking for <laughs> it's, it's years. It's over, overcooked at this point. We don't do the ultimatum. I mean, I, do you, are you a Shandy? Do you listen? To, yeah. To our caller episodes. We don't do ultimatums. We often do ultimatums when there's a clear, like the, the, the boyfriend or girlfriend is terrible. <laughs> and they, they need to like walk away. Get their act together. And just like, yeah, call. yeah. And this is not that situation. It sounds like your relationship, except for this weird elephant in the room, is pretty great, unless you're lying to us. No, I don't think I am. I don't, okay. I don't even know what other like relevant information you would need. I trust you. Have you ever thought about going to any kind of couple situation, or does it not seem like it's even close to that? Like a ther- like couples therapy. Yeah, yeah just some counseling. I've, yeah, together. I've thought about it. Yeah, I've I he one of our differences, like we are very this is probably what Andy like wants here. We're very opposite. I'm the emoter and he's more of like the concealed person. So I I am comfortable bringing up weird conversations or uncomfortable conversations where he gets a little bit more clammed up and like doesn't really open up. It's gotten better. He's opened up more. When I've mentioned couples therapy, he's like, I don't really think we need that. Mm. Yeah. He's like not super comfortable with the idea. I mean, I go to therapy every week. Like I'm a very, I'm going to school for mental health counseling. Like I switch careers. I, it's very important to me and he knows that. And I, I don't know why he would continue to date someone who's like very into that if he's not as into it. Yeah. I get the feeling you're very easygoing when it comes to talking about your guy's future. I don't, I don't see you as someone who's like, now we got to talk what's going on here. You don't seem like that person. You seem like the opposite. And I think you, you, you have to move a little more towards the middle. I do think that you have to be a little firm about this conversation. Well, just because you need to know that this is like worth and I don't want to say that the only way a relationship is worth your time, worth your investment is if it ends in marriage. But if that's what you want, then yeah. yes, we do have to look at it in those terms. And, right. you know, you're 28. You've spent most of your 20s with this guy. I just don't think you're being unreasonable to be like, I need some assurance that huh. like you intend to propose at some point. I don't mean to take away the surprise. But yeah. if he is planning something, then he should be like, don't worry. Like, okay, like, shh, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But if he, if he reacts in this, like, don't rush me, I'm not sure. I don't know if I can trust you kind of way. I'm sorry. That is, that's to me looking like a red flag. Yeah. It should not okay. be difficult for him to be like, I want to spend my life with you. We've been together for six years. I, I want to know what answer he comes up with when his back's against the wall. Yeah. I want to know what that answer is. And if that answer is, I can't trust you with money, I think you need to start thinking about possibly Your even options. more like maybe taking time apart. But mm. that's BS. Yeah. So Andy, well, I like to think that I take good care of my skin. I mean, I'm really on time. I'm not going to lie. It's one of the things I'm most on top of. And that is largely thanks to apostrophe, which came across the Dear Shandy desk a long time ago, actually. Yeah, it's been a while. It they has. were They were, they were OG. It was the most hard yes ever. And how it connects you with board certified dermatologists to get you prescription skincare, topical and oral delivered to your door. I was like, okay, done. Yeah. You know, it's funny was when we started this podcast and it started growing, I never thought the way that it would change our lives 
would be skincare. <laughs> and you know, we have apostrophe to thank for you getting in on the skincare game because never in a million years, I can't no. even imagine a world, even now that you do use prescription tretinoin through apostrophe, I still, even with you seeing the results of that, I can't imagine you going to a dermatologist to get the prescription nope. and then going all the way to the pharmacy to pick up said prescription. And you just would never, ever do that. It would never happen. So with apostrophe, you fill out their online consultation where you talk about your skin, you upload selfies of your skin and what your general skincare concerns are. And then a board certified dermatologist reviews that information and then will prescribe you something if you need it. And then that prescription is delivered to your door. You never have to leave the house. In fact, I'm pretty sure we filled out our online consultation right here on the sofa. We did. It's really one of those win, win, win things. Mm -hmm. It's just like you don't have to spend all the money. You don't have to use your legs to go places. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We don't want any of that. And you get the skincare that you probably really needed a handholding to achieve. Uh, yes, because I'm going to be honest, a lot of people, that is too much of a, a hurdle to overcome, to have to go see a dermatologist. Like that's a big step for a lot of people, especially yeah. if you don't have like really big, obvious issues with your skin. You're like, oh, I'm just good to go to my local store. Finally, it's not just about the face. You know, the face matters, but it's not the only thing that matters. You have skin all over your body after all. Usually, yeah. Apostle offers access to prescription medication for all types of acne, including chestnut, bacne, and Andy. Botany. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to say that. <laughs> Thanks. So we have a very special deal for our audience, the Shandies. Get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for only $5. Let's all think about that for a second. $5. When we started this podcast, it was still the same offer. Yes. And that $5 with inflation is now like 25 cents. Yeah, it's an... <laughs> It's an unbelievable deal, and I love that they've kept it the same. $5, your first visit with an apostrophe provider. When you go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and enter promo code Shandy at checkout, that is a savings of $15, and this offer is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and click get started. Then use our code Shandy at sign up, and you'll get your first visit for only $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Can I ask one more question? When you did break up mm -hmm. because of the money situation... Back, mm -hmm. I guess, in 2020, you said? 2021? 2021, yeah. Who brought you guys back together? Yeah. Oh, God. It was you. COVID. No. Oh, COVID. No, this is a weird twist. Uh, so I had come back here to get more stuff. And it was very late. I think I was, like, coming back from a friend. I took an Uber from New York to Manhattan to come here. And... I had slept over nothing happened. We'd like slept in the same bed, but he, I didn't know he like wasn't sleeping all night and then woke up with like a raging fever covered in sweat. Oh dear. We went to the doctor. He had COVID. I was exposed. Oh dear. So we got stuck together and then I got it a couple of days later. So we were quarantined for two weeks. <sighs> oh God. <laughs> when she said he woke up with the raging, I was hoping it was something else. But... <laughs> That would have been a little like more interesting. The, yeah, that would have been so interesting. funny, like COVID bringing people together rather than like, yeah, uh, yeah. Break, I mean, breaking them up. But huh. yeah, like with we'd fought a lot. It was it was bad. It, COVID was bad. And then we were like not in a good place. And we were like fighting a lot. Had to share a bed because his brother lives here with us. Like we couldn't mingle out in the living room and and bedroom. And then we had a wedding 
like a couple weeks after that both of us were going to and that was kind of it like we got back together and interesting that we got back together because of a wedding Mm -hmm. and you you're (laughs) said here you're in your parents place now no no we moved out so yeah no that was okay okay What's the power dynamic in the relationship? If you had to put a percentage on who has the control, like you said 60, 40 for money, what's the power? I think it's it's pretty mutual. I think I'm, I'm more of like the decision maker because he's just really indecisive with a lot. Mm. So, I mean, I like decide what, like I cook a lot, you know, I like, I don't even ask anymore because he doesn't like care. Is Again, he, like he grew up where the, there were no choices. Like you weren't allowed to have choices. So he doesn't even, I don't even think he knows how to make a choice. I mean, he's very driven and like when he is doing something, he like does it to the nth degree, like goes for it fully. Um, But yeah, like sometimes I'm like, you know, you're not, you're not 20. Like you can adult up a little bit. Like, you know, he comes home, sits on the couch, goes on his phone decompresses a little bit and then it's like nine o'clock and he decides to go to the gym and i'm like what are we doing here you know like oh man is um (laughs) okay i'm just gonna lay down a scenario then i'm gonna give it to you because kind of the end of my rope on this one if you if he came home tonight and you're like we need to talk like i want to take time apart totally no passion you were just like i've already thought about this i made this decision i just want to split up for a while Oh, what was, what, what would his reaction be? Uh, it's going to sound so bad, but I, uh, someone once asked me this and to do exactly what you're saying. I don't know how to phrase it right without making him sound like an asshole. He, I, he would want what's best for me. So I, he, he's not like the fighter. Mm. And that was a big point of contention at one point. I was like, you're not really fighting for this. Like I'm fighting it for the both of us. Okay. Oof. Okay. And last, my last question, then I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, this is, could you live without him? That's a good question. I mean, yeah. Like anyone, I like, I don't want to. I really don't want to. Hmm. But if I, if I, if I could and I needed to, like, yeah. Like I, okay. I, yeah. I could pick myself together. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, that's a great, great place to be coming at this from. Not to say that you need to go to that place, but mm-hmm. it gives you a ton of leverage. And I hate to talk about it in these power dynamics, but I really think when we're talking about ultimatums, which is I think is the place that she is nearing yeah. or already at, there. frankly, you're already there. It's really important that when you give an ultimatum, you really mean it and it's not just to try and get what you want. Mm-hmm, 100%. Like you've got to be mm-hmm. willing to lose him. And frankly, I don't want to cast too negative a light on this relationship, but he has already shown that he was willing to lose you. Mm-hmm. I'm really bothered by the fact that it, all your fights kept coming to this and that it, and you know, he was willing to let you go over that. And then it doesn't really sound like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't really sound like when you got back together, it was like, we solved this problem. I've I've earned your trust back. Right. And that was, was part of the question was like, is this going to be loomed over my head forever? 
yeah. if we do get married and like move on? Like, am yeah. I going to be living this? Yeah, there comes forever. a point where you no longer need to be punished for a crime you committed, especially right. a when you were honest about it. It's not like she was caught. No. It's not like he opened up her credit card it's bill. No crime was committed. Oh my god, I said opened up your credit card bill like people still get their yeah, shit. Yeah. To their door <laughs> but like i am honestly kind of like flabbergasted that he's been able to make you feel as bad about that as he has and I, i'm not trying to make it sound like you didn't do anything bad but i also think you undid the badness you undid the crime yourself without right. relying on him yeah. so he has shown he's willing to let you go and i do think that there's a fine line between him uh, wanting what's best for you and not fighting for you. Like those are two separate things. And I think that it's veering into the latter for me. If he's willing to let you go, like that's, that has to be taken at face value. Yeah. He can frame mm -hmm. it as I want it. I want what's best for you, but dude, like you're going to lose her. Well, you've you know, made you it. You should care more than that. Well, you've made it too comfortable for him. It's too comfortable for him to drag his feet. I think. Yeah, yeah, kick the can. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. a, a theme in a lot of my relationships. Yeah. Oh. I think you need I think you should break like, out of that. I, yeah. yeah. I'm like try the to break out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm like the Enneagram, I'm a two, in case you're nice. wondering. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> the giver. Okay. Riley. I think it's clear, like honestly, it how you go about this is up to you. I do think this is like a non-joking, we need to talk situation. And just in like a if you care about me, you'll be honest with me kind of thing. Not like hands on mm -hmm. hips. If you don't propose by July, then I'm leaving you. But more like, if you're not sure about me, like I'm I'm 20 years old, like I have like I have options. I'm in my prime. Like, let me go. If you yeah. don't want me, let me go. Yeah. And I, I think I've proven myself with the finances. I think I've re-earned your trust. And if you still can't trust me, then that it's I agree with Andy. That's on him. It's not yeah. on you anymore. Yeah. You've got to change the dynamic in the relationship. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Any uh, advice I'm happy to uh, listen to. Riley, I'm sorry if that isn't what you wanted to hear, but I mean, you are, you seemed like you've such a good head on your shoulders and it's really like screwed on straight. And I feel like no matter <laughs> what happens, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I'm not worried about I know, you I'm and not you worried shouldn't about worry about you. Like you're going to be fine no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. So don't think that like you have to hang on to this dream right. yeah. if it's not right. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and calling in, Riley. And please, Thank if you feel comfortable, you keep us posted. Okay? Yes, updates. Oh, I will. Okay, yeah. I'll okay. let you know. Okay. okay. Have a great night. You Have guys night. are the best. Thank you Aww. so much. Thanks, Riley. Thank you. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, dear. Oh, man. I hate being like, you need to give an ultimatum. I, know. I, I, I don't hate like going those. there. It's I how like I feel those. like you should you should talk to someone like you should go to therapy. Like, I don't like those sort of like get out of jail free card answers. But I really feel like she's in between a rock and a hard place. Like she doesn't have a choice. She He's has, making it so she doesn't have a she choice. Has no choice. If this was if there was no like money thing, if she just told this story, like, like, I don't know. He's just kind of like not yeah. getting off the pot. I'd be more like, well, I don't know. Maybe there's some nuance here. Mm. But the money thing to me is such a way of him saying, oh, but the money thing. Yeah. That's a way of He's him just looking pushing, for the flaw. kicking that can down the road. I'm telling you, this guy is going to let her just be with him forever. 
without making a move. He's that guy. I can tell who this guy is. He does sound very passive. Yeah. And she's a comforter and she makes the decisions. Mm. The comforter decision combination. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The comforter decision Yeah, where those two meet. (laughs) I just strongly feel, you know, there are going to be people who are like, she got herself into debt, but like she got herself out of debt. Like that's honestly very impressive. It's very impressive. And she was honest with him. I feel like there was some like, like, shaming there i almost want to give her a hug like, I it's like this is not a problem yeah, this the, is not something you should ever should have been criticized about she's just not in the minority like, there are a lot of people who get themselves in these financial situations and i think it really shows a lot of tenacity and willpower that she was able to get herself out of it like why aren't you focusing on that and also she was buying, like, I wanted to know. I was like, did you buy, like, some ridiculous thing? Like mm-hmm. a no, thousand dollars vintage furniture for her for, home. For their home. <laughs> not to say it's okay, but I, I know what you mean. It's not like she was blowing it on something. She I don't know. She was buying vintage furniture. I feel, I, I feel like, a sad for this. <laughs> I feel sad. She's taking on too much burden. She's allowing herself to be, like... A, a criminal yeah. in this like she's she's you could see she's just a sponge yeah for bs yeah you can tell yeah and i don't like it Me i neither. don't like it yeah not happy about it <laughs> i think it's cute how passionate you got about this one yeah i just it just she seems like such a like i hate to say it but whoever this guy is she can do better <laughs> it's becoming red flag territory to me that he is clinging to that this yeah. much like you know who she is what else does she have to do to prove herself no. to you like that is a really short stick of i don't know of like a leeway short leash <laughs> stick. Short stick. Yeah. like it's a short leash for fucking up in yeah. life can you imagine like a no, life of that? And she's splitting matter. like a three hundred dollar Costco purchase and with him, and he makes three times she's the money. She's sixty forty, oh. and he makes three times. Oh my god! And I'm sure oh he makes god. more than three the more, times. Honestly, probably, the more we go through these numbers, the more I'm like, shit, or get off the pot, dude. BS. I'm yeah. pissed off. Yeah, me too. Pissed. Okay. And I didn't want to do that. I do that too much. I think I show too much anger in these calls, yeah. and I wanted to be calm. Yeah. But I was very angry. It's sweet. Yeah. It's cute when you, especially when it's like to come to our Shandy's defense, to the, defend their honor. Yeah. And a little bit like, just kind of like, you know, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we can wrap there. Yep. And I really hope she updates us because I'm I, dying to yeah. know. I'm going to actually demand one. I'm reaching out. I'm, I'm just going to say, where's the update? <laughs> okay. Where is it? If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and... Tick- Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all of the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye bye.